this is PBF Public Radio. Did you miss us? <laughs> Haven't done uh, one in a bit. I know I've done a, little, a, a few <laughs> short ones out there, but uh, mostly just uh, rediscovering myself, getting in touch with my my deep, my my real Romeo, <laughs> Romeo, oh Romeo, wherefore art thou? But uh, I do Ready? have, I do have oh. Lucky with me tonight. And what are we talking about? We're talking freestyle, no real topics, but uh, a lot of craziness. We haven't, you know. I, I know I slowed down on the podcast. I was just getting burned out. But um, last time we actually talked was just a couple days prior to the election, and now we can see the results of the election. <laughs> I don't um ostensibly well yeah what, what uh... I mean I I don't know I mean what what results you know what I mean it's I have more questions now than I did when I you know we talked that night well you know there's... I knew I foresaw record turnouts and knew that it would probably wind up at SCOTUS that's what I said I don't know if that's going to happen yet I just don't know well what we do know is that on election night, when we all went to bed, Trump was leading. We do know in the middle of the night, well, we know that as soon as Arizona was called, all the other states, Pennsylvania, Nevada, North Carolina, Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan, they all decided to stop counting their votes. You know? <laughs> right. Because, you know, I mean, those guys get busy, right? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, I, I woke up, um, during the night to, you know, go take a piss and, you know, stopped and checked and I reckon it's about four o'clock in the morning or so. And I'm looking, I'm like, well, what, okay. Everything still looks good. Everything, you know, everything looks great for Trump, you know, awesome. Go back to bed and, uh, I, you know, go, go to work, do my thing about 11 o'clock noon. I'm like, what the hell just happened? You know, you get start getting some time to kind of look at these numbers, and I'm I'm not getting anything done. You know, I'm up here supposed to be welding some TPO. I'm just sitting here like going through the numbers. I'm like, this is insane. I've never seen anything like this. All inexplicably between what three in the morning and six in the morning. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. You know, across multiple states. Yeah, I think I think maybe we go back as early as like one or two that Georgia injection. Which happens to coincide with the, um, they called them suitcases, but it's been fact-checked. Those aren't suitcases. Those are official ballot boxes, idiots. Okay, those ballot boxes that they happened to put under the table and told everyone to go home, and then they started counting, and it looks like some of the ballots they may have counted three times if you watch, but maybe, maybe the readers just didn't read it. You know what I mean? When they were scanning those official ballots, the absentee ballots that they kicked everybody out to count. <laughs> Dude. I mean, come on, man. You know, like the day after the election and, and I woke up and I, I did a podcast. And at that point I was just like, this is just weird. I was like, we're in third world banana Republic territory here. And we have, where we were the day after and where we are now, I mean, that that line of big, stupid Banana Republic, we just took a running leap over it 
in the way things have been. The, the fact that Smartmatic, Dominion, whoever is running the show here, we can't look at their software? Dude, seriously, I've worked in companies where we uh, get software from people. No, man, you get to check out the software and see how things are going to work. They're a little excuse that it's proprietary. Bullshit. Bullshit, you know? Right, and <laughs> I remember us talking in the early days about that. It was specifically the, the source code for everything. I was like, man, I'd really like to take a look at that sometime. And it did my problem is right now is that we haven't gotten where, to, where anybody has subpoena power yet. That's what I want to see. I want to get these guys in court, you know. And the, the legacy media, though, even PBS themselves aired special on voting machine fraud less than a week prior to the elections. All right. Um, even that, that fucking hack, um, John Oliver did a whole special on it back in, a year ago. I mean, so this is <laughs> but, exactly but, but, the known quantity we're talking about. But John Oliver did come out and say what he was talking about on his show doesn't apply to Republicans. So just just so you know, it, everything that he highlighted. Oh, really? That, yeah, I must have, I must have missed that. I, I, I'm obviously I'm being a, uh, adding a little bit of facetious, but he said it didn't apply to this instance, which essentially that's what he's saying, right? Oh, oh, that's convenient, isn't it? Well, and then, and then, oh, I mean, fuck me. Yeah, dude, <laughs> Excuse it, my language, but you know, wow, that's. <laughs> well, then what was it? 2006, okay, so... 2008, um, CNN did an entire breakdown on these machines. And dude, let's go back. Let's go back to 2004. What were those? Diebold, Diebold, when Kerry was running against Bush? Yeah. Diebold. Yeah. We were told, mm -hmm. we were told that those yeah. weren't good and that shit was happening and you know what i remember back then me laughing at it like yeah sure there's something wrong you know when i was all normie pilled back then just like yeah they didn't do anything with the machines what are they talking about <laughs> you know like the, the government wouldn't allow us to have machines that would change it the the government wouldn't assassinate John F. Kennedy. The government wouldn't get us into the Gulf of Tonkin incident. Come on. The government wouldn't tell us weapons of mass destruction falsely. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's that implicit trust, which has allowed them to come this far. You know, and back then, I, I there were so many things, you know, back even five, ten years ago, I would have laughed about that I, I'm writing about routinely and talking about today. Um, you know, it's, I wrote on the, the Instagram the other day about my general distrust of government, and that largely stems from my time in the military. And is, anybody who's been in the military knows what a shit show it can be. And having done some contracting work, too, um, with this company, DTS, STS, um, Defense Tactical Solutions, Secure Tactical Solutions, my contract with them ended up being ended because the whole company went under. The reason they went under was because certain naval flag officers were given preferential contract treatment and taking kickbacks. <laughs> That's why DTS STS shuttered. Okay, so if anything, in my experience in the military and contracting world has opened my eyes very, very unceremoniously to what fucking rampant assholes these people are. They're, they're selfish, conniving, scheming little mongrels. 
you know, psychic vampires. That's what they are. You know, whatever Alex Jones calls them, you know, I mean, that's what they are. And I understand it's hyperbole, but when you're around them, they very much feel vampiric. Yeah. In more ways than one. It isn't, I'm not talking Tom Cruise, all sexy, biting necks and stuff. No, I mean, this is like, it's horrific. Is, is this more like, uh, <laughs> you know, this is Gary, an interview with a vampire. Is it more Gary Oldman, Draculia? Yeah, yeah, or Boris Karloff, you know? Yeah. I mean, like... I've come it's, to suck it's, your it's blood. Just horrific. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So it, it's still busy. The question, though, what, where, where do you see this going from where we're at now? Because we're off at the this harbor point. Well, let's what look... What do you think? Well, okay, there's a few different things. One thing I think we need to take a step back to 2016. You know, we were told that Russia had hacked machines and that they had flipped things right. for Trump. Obviously, they never that. And then, But then there was all the Russian money, which was $100,000 spent on Facebook. On both sides, really bad memes. Um, right. Which Mueller did manage to get some people indicted for. But however, for four years, we've had a cacophony of, well, Trump got elected because Russians got him elected, right? So they've delegitimized him. So while they've delegitimized right. him and people on the right, they've called Nazis, all of these things that have gone, you know, hand in hand with one another. Now we're supposed to accept, which uh, it, I mean, look, the statistical analysis, how many of those statistical analysis have you and I read? A number of them across many, many states. Oh, man, across. Yeah, I mean, I know I've personally read through probably – I, I don't know, at least a thousand pages of it, probably watched another 20 or so hours of video. It's harrowing. I mean, like we're, I'm really good with numbers. All right. And that was part of my, my degree is that, you know, have to do calculus, have to do differentially. I'm really good with probability and analysis. This stuff had me utterly flummoxed. I mean, this is something that you would cut your teeth on if you were doing forensic financial analysis or something like that. This would be like your most experienced person in the cadre looking at all these different data points and inputs that just do not jive up. They make well, dude, no sense. Look at look at Missouri, or Michigan. Michigan, they had that dump where it was 570 for Biden to 3,200 for Trump. Statistically, just impossible because so many of these instances of these votes coming in, you know, it was the equivalent of, and, and you and I know just from basic statistics, what are the odds of just flipping a coin head four times in a row? That's difficult. And that's not 25% at all. Yeah. Now, now let's go to 10. Let's go to 100. Let's go to 1,000. Because this is even beyond that. And you're into the one in trillions type thing you know, of, of the possibilities of these ha things happening. It's just not statistically possible. And this happened in numerous states after they shut down and then started counting again. These things just don't happen. And it's the equivalent of being struck by lightning like five different times. Do you know what I mean? In very short succession. It's just, it's, it's not. Right, that's a... Um possible but not probable it's far beyond the realm of probability and the way i've described it is you know a total out of context event and a point of reference for that you know if people don't know what i by that um, you have a black swan event now nobody had ever seen a black swan until they went to australia uh, 
that's a rare thing, of course. You know, so that's a, okay, fine. I can accept rarity and relative improbability. A total out of context event would be like waking up on Mars, being eaten by a shark with the winning Powerball in your pocket. That's how statistically improbable these events <laughs> all happening, let alone one isolated incident, but all happening at this very convenient time. And it's been shown. That's what it's like. And it's, I, uh, I was going to say it's been shown too that those votes that were that appeared in those time frames, if you removed those votes from all the states, Biden would not have won. Which lends itself again to that something nefarious happened in that time. Where because I really, honestly, man. This is just this is just Romeo. This is just Romeo here telling you what he thinks. I think that they shut those machines down because Trump got too many votes. And I think that the mechanisms that were developed because this was planned ahead of time. This is a reason why the excuse was made for all these mail-in ballots. Why why Mark Zuckerberg spent 300 million dollars in inner cities getting out the vote. And then $100 million defending his get-out-the-vote because that's how on the up-and-up it was. But this was a cross-section of oligarchs working together with elected officials in these states to make it so that Trump wouldn't exist because Trump has heard it for everyone. Look, how many times I said it? Trump's an asshole. Cool. He's our asshole. Cool. And... Yep. What this shows to me in many ways, shape, and form is what they did is in their little game that they played. Because there was something that happened there. Let's, let's remember. Fox News, which was supposed to be the right wing, although, I mean, you've heard me. I've probably said it when I've been talking to you. You know, don't trust Fox News, guys. Yeah. You know, don't trust Fox News. Like, I did trust Tucker, but he has managed to, as I put it, you know, it's like uh, I used to bang a hot chick. We had a really bad breakup. And then, you know, like she invites me over for dinner or something like that. And about 10 minutes in, I'm like, why am I even here? That's kind of how I felt when I watched Tucker. But um, Fox News calls Arizona. Fox News calls Arizona. Then all of a sudden, all these states stop, count, stop counting. I don't know if that meant anything, but you know what? It's a very interesting coincidence, right? And then... Somehow, looking back, we can see that the ballots that all of a sudden appeared in the middle of the night and started getting counted in the morning suddenly create enough of a difference for Biden to win Arizona, Nevada, Wisconsin, Michigan, Georgia, Pennsylvania. And what we saw was that Florida, Ohio... Uh, Iowa, all these places, they were going for Trump. And those states have been bellwether states that demonstrate when they go a certain way since 1968, Michigan, Wisconsin, all go the same way. Pennsylvania, all go the same way. They all vote because the demographics are very similar and the issues are very similar among those people. And then we think back to Illinois with Richard Nixon and John F. Kennedy when 
the people in the southern part of Illinois went ahead and counted all the ballots and it threw Richard Nixon ahead, suddenly, the, well, the people in northern Illinois didn't count the ballots, the daily machine in the Chicago area. Suddenly they found enough ballots because once they knew what the score was down south, then they knew how they had to adjust. And that's what this feels like. Feels like also right. Lyndon Johnson, South Texas, 1948. Same shit. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And that's what it feels like. You're right. It absolutely does feel like that. I think, though, that there's something that's being kind of glossed over with the machine analysis is that in terms of numbers of votes, where I would expect things to be shaved in farms, just like, say, you had an algorithm that works real simple. It's just, you know, if X, then Y then what you probably want to look for is in states and counties typically that we're going to Trump and that are predominantly Republican, not areas because that's obvious. I would start looking for fraud in those typically red counties where numbers could be taken piecemeal to add to the state total, which would be fairly nondescript. You know, I mean, we know that inner cities are typically blue bastions. They, they have been, there hasn't been a Republican you know, a mirror in Atlanta, Georgia, since 1898. I mean, that's just how it is, you know, in urban cities. So that's what I would look for as far as like analysis would go. And I've done some numbers on it, and it's pretty much jiving with what I expected, which is that there's a fractional percentage being, well, a fraction being used, like some sort of weighted measure well, being used. I haven't crunched all the numbers yet, but I'll be done with it by this week. And it's, looking to be I had to weight it then you know it's like a one to one 1 1.3 to one kind of shaving that was going on here well you I know, think really I think that's stuff, true dude. I think that's true but I think what we're seeing is it's not just one method it's not just we're only no. going to use the fractional because you know you're looking at these inner cities whether it's Detroit whether it's Philly you know whether it's Milwaukee where they have, you know, 80 to 100% turnout. And in some areas, more than 100% turnout. Ding, ding, ding. Right. And then you also, uh, Matt Brainard has done the data analysis. And this is just straight numbers. He's found people that changed their address and moved out of state. Um, people who are dead voting, you know, across the board. Like, these are hard numbers in Arizona, Pennsylvania, Nevada, like this stuff right there, Georgia, they could just take that in. And, and I know that the FBI went to him, but you know what, dude? You know how much faith I got in the FBI? Fuck all faith in the FBI. None, none whatsoever. You know what? Maybe, maybe you know, if and it is, it's a preponderance. Maybe if Matt Brainerd, sorry, go ahead. maybe if Matt Brainerd, when he was doing his data stuff, was black and found a rope to on his garage that maybe somebody tied wrong, maybe then the FBI might do something about it, you know? But I'm not expecting anything from these assholes, you know? And even even good old boy no, Barr. It looks to me like mm. all these people are trying to protect themselves in D.C. Like they want to just, that's the thing, they want us to just act like, so this is to your point, what now? Because they want us to act like nothing happened. Nothing happened. It's all good. <laughs> Don't look over here, guys. Quit quit looking over there. Quit looking over there. Look over here. It's going to be good. The Great Reset. Take your vaccine. It's all good. Right. 
Yeah. Right. And it's the slow psychological inundation that you see, um, you know, with the, when we joke about the bug pods and eating the roach milk and all that stuff, I, you know, I, I kind of make the allusion sometimes to that movie Snowpiercer. And um, for people unfamiliar with it, it's basically climate change has gotten so bad. Now the earth is frozen over. Now the last of humanity is stuck on a train basically in an infinite loop and they recycle human beings to make these bug bars that everybody eats. They don't find that out until later in the movie, but you know, it, it all essentially comes down to a bunch of Glomo homo, you know, Glomo homo hoax kind of nonsense. Like, Oh yeah, we can actually live outside. We can, we can stop eating the bug, the bug meat. Wait, 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 wait. You see, we like, can take, we can take the, the mask off. We can take the mask off and we're safe. What? <laughs> yeah. Right. And so now you've already had, and this is something that you and I both have been harping on since the start of this, this Corona Chan nonsense, the commie cop stuff. It's the psychological aspect of muzzling people and distancing them. And that, that keeps them from forming groups by which to discuss ideas or to, they've already got it in their head. They're psychologically primed this way now. I mean, for almost a fucking year now, they've been primed this way and people are real easy to condition. Yeah. You know, I mean, Pavlov's dog holds true for humans as well. And so now you have a whole section of society here who's going to go one of two ways. Either it's going to backlash severely and you have 73 million you know, Trump supporters or whatever that number may be um, who voted Republican down ballot in most 74, cases. 74 million. And they're 74 million. OK. And. They're going to be very, very disenfranchised. And, you know, when the vast majority of them to the tune of somewhat, what, 93, 97 percent of them believe that the election has been rigged. Oh, man, you're 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 getting into a lot of what ifs now, because these aren't blue haired, malnourished, soy eating assholes, dude. These are these are hearty salt of the earth people, typically, you know, and they know how to use weapons, man. I, I'd hate to see what would happen if some of these people went out here and decided, Hey, and we're just going to take it into our own hands now, because this is far beyond the pale. Surely we're not the only ones who talk about these things. Well, and here's the, you thing. know, in, in... well, here, here's the thing too, man. So the left did their damnedest with the media working in tandem with them over the last four years to delegitimize Trump. And there's a fair segment of the population that right. goes along with that, you know, and, and which adds to this. Look, think about this. Think about for four years, bro. Four years you were told that Hitler, Cheeto Hitler, was the president. Adolf Hitler. He's ripping the uterus yeah. out of women in cages at the border. He's, you know... He's going to put Muslims in camps. He's going to lock up all the trans gays. I mean, dude, it's just so funny when I read about this because I know, like, what his State Department and everybody has done overseas to try to promote whatever, you know, global homo agenda overseas because that's what the State Department's all about, working with the Soros Foundations. But, um, right. But so they did that. And now. We're just supposed to heal, and we're supposed to accept this guy who obviously has some degree of Alzheimer's as president, and, you know, Officer Harris will soon take over, which he just this week basically said on that interview on CNN, too, if you saw it, where, 
well, like I told Barack, yeah. if, if we have major disagreement, I guess I'm just going to get sick. And You know, like, dude, right before the election, what did he say? We have assembled the best voter fraud team out there. This guy keeps yeah, saying the best, the best and most inclusive. <laughs> he keeps giving away the secrets, bro. That's <laughs> he keeps saying the quiet part out loud. But anyway, so this guy <laughs> right. who who shouldn't have even won the they they threw the primaries for him, and I guess that should have been the sign for us, right? They threw it that because they threw it they threw their back out throwing it for him versus like Hillary when they had. Her go against Bernie, you know, when they threw it that way. Like, this is so much worse, right? Right. And here's what I see, and I don't like it, but I'm going to be honest. When the war broke out in Yugoslavia, what essentially happened was the Serbs got a huge control of their government. And the Croats of the Serbs, I mean, dude, you can go back to like the ninth century to the problems that they've had with one another, right? You know, Croats are Catholics, Serbs are Orthodox. That's a part of it. But, right. you know, in, in World War II, you had the Ustashi, who were the Croats that sided with the Nazis that were going after the Serbs. So guess what? Serbs went partisan. Um, when the war broke out. Essentially, the thing was the Serbs took over control of Yugoslavia. And you know what the Croats said? The, the, the Serbs start, no the, the Serbs start like trying to call and reach them. Hey, 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 guys, this is what we're doing now. And the Croats just gave them a finger and said, we don't see you as legitimate. Now, I do see there's a there's a strong faction of Republicans that are still playing the game like they're just playing the game. They're playing the old rhino, hey, we're just the controlled opposition over here, guys, and we're just going to play along with whatever they say. Right. But you know what? As you said, 93 to 97% of the population doesn't accept this. And this has hard proof. This isn't just the media saying Russia did this. No, no, no. We can read thread after thread. We can read data analysis. Enough smart people have broken this stuff down to prove that this is impossible. And let's be honest here. Trump is going out there and just blatantly saying, they stole this from me. I won this and I won this big. Right. And see, this is another thing, too, with we kind of saw the advent of it with, you know, Obama as president, which is Obama, him Obama. being a president during which people, being president when people had wide scale access to the Internet. All right. So that, that kind of changed the, the social dynamic there a little bit. It's not like back in, you know, 2005, 2006, where they would just take, you know, George W. quotes and make entire websites out of them because most people aren't running around with pocket computers. Sorry. Somebody was calling. <laughs> what the hell? You're a popular guy. <laughs> I, I, usually I turn my and, ringer uh, off. And, and it even came up too saying that it was spam. <laughs> spam, spam, oh, spam, geez. spam. Um, but, you know, so that's that's what you're seeing here though that interesting dynamic now that everybody is running around i mean i forget the exact numbers on it but it's somewhere in the high 90s percentage where everybody's running around with a cell phone which can connect to the internet 
I forget the exact number. I don't know. I, I'd have to look it up. I'm standing on my front porch. I wonder how many people still have Obama phones. He gave me a phone. Well, <laughs> I'm going to vote for him. <laughs> well, you know, that, that's interesting, though. Um, that's, a, that's a continuation of the Lifeline Act passed by Reagan back in 87, which um, oh, no, were I people know. who were getting financial help from the government. Yeah. Because so, yeah, that's, I mean, that's one I, phone, I, 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 get, I get my peeve about that. Well, no, but, but the people flat yeah. out would say that Obama gave me a phone. Like, these are people who didn't have a, a cell phone before. So – it was attributed. They didn't know about Reagan and that lifeline thing. Anybody who had a phone bill could have looked at it and seen that if they paid attention, but nobody looks at it itemized unless they're like you or I, just nerds. What am I paying for? Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But what we're finding now, though, is with unlike what it was during Obama during those, you know, eight years, even more people have access to the Internet now. And what happens then is something inflates you got to start to control the flow of information, and that much has been made abundantly clear. I mean, we PBF has been harping on internet censorship for a long time, and what I came to call, you know, I, I said this to NPR back in 2013. It's the outsourcing of the First Amendment to corporate oligarchies. That's what it is, and you know, th this is something I fucking harped about seven years ago, and now you saw it extrapolated into the logical conclusion that it would interfere with elections where they would make a wholesale concerted effort to snuff the Biden story, the Hunter Biden stuff, and the actual ties to China. And all that data is out there. It's it's in the air. You can grab it. You know, and but they made a concerted effort across Facebook, across um, you know, Twitter, uh, the, the major news media, um, even as per Project Veritas's leaks, straight up said from CNN, I should really clarify there because these were morning briefings that people were, you know, making between the president of CNN and then the various high level correspondents saying, we're not going to, we're going to stay off the Hunter Biden stuff because, you know, we're not going to acknowledge, you know, the new, whatever mag that was New York post as being, you know, valid or whatever, the little Republican echo chamber is what they called it. But they made, the point is, is that they made a concerted effort to snuff that. And so for me, that serves as, absolute incontrovertible proof that the narrative is being dictated and they're creating these echo chambers. Why? Well, to go ahead and prop up Biden. Yeah. Why would you want to prop up Biden? That's a good question. Well, because he probably has the backs of these hyper-liberal elites who are the, these oligarchs, these technocratic oligarchs who have bought their way into government, just like any other lobbying group has. And which is why I think Trump is talking about, you know, dispensing with Section 230 to make websites liable for whatever their, their platforms have to say. There's a lot of interesting consequences if that goes out the window. Oh, well, because so. you know what? You know, honestly, though, too, I think at that point, like we may be in trouble, you know, honestly, because yeah. because of the ramifications down the road of that. Right. And I that's why I kind of see that as a scorched earth sort of approach. But I wouldn't be opposed to it, honestly. I mean, if you're going to do that, if you're going to take what they're seeing now as a blowback from Trump on this, where he's installing people that he knows are loyal to him at the highest levels, and he's going to force his agenda. This is this is a, a gnarly businessman. This guy didn't get to his level by you know being nice. Right? Oh, dude. So that's what, what you're seeing here. Well, dude, I mean, 
how many videos are there out there of him talking about people who've crossed him, how he gets them back? Like, he, he's, he does, you know, like, he will. But I think one of the things that kind of coincides with this, you know, when we were talking about the psychological warfare as it relates to Karunka, COVID, um, mm -hmm. you, didn't, you didn't catch this, but I'll, I'll bring you up to speed. So you know about Staten Island. There's the guy out in Staten Island. Right. And he opened up last night. So Mayor de Blasio and Governor Cuomo, brother of Fredo, I don't know, what's his, what's his name? Would that be? Uh, I don't know. I've always called him Fredo. Well, no, because Fredo's the <laughs> one that's on CNN. So I was just, I was thinking back to the Godfather, but, you know, the one brother, you know, Michael was cool and as was Sonny. You know what I mean? So you don't want to give him that because Fredo was the dumb brother. You know what I mean? Fredo, they put him out on the boat and they blew him right. up. You know, like. He, 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 you know, Fredo, Fredo, I, I beg, I beg girls two at a time, Michael. I'm, I'm here in Vegas. I'm big deal with Mo Green. But, yeah. But sure. anyway, Fredo's, I know. I for, for, for Fredo part two, let's just call him Fredo part two as the governor. So Fredo part two, you know, he, part he, two. Part two. Uh, he, he, part two. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, so anyway, um, so, you know, he's got this edict from down on, you know, on high and it's, and it's only the blue states that have the hardest edicts that, you know, the, the people can't, you know, do much of anything. And this guy's like, no, screw it. I'm opening my business because all these businesses are dying and they know it. They know that. And these governors are killing them. They're saying they're doing it for your health because you're going to kill grandma. But here's something interesting. Here, let's let's talk about since since Fredo Park duh won an Emmy apparently. How does a governor win an Emmy? I mean, dude, talk about I mean, how, how contrived our media is at this point. They gave an Emmy to the governor of New York. Now, the, part of the reason why the governor of New York is so cool is because he had such a great response to COVID. You know Michael Malice, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, he had an excellent thread earlier, and I'm going to pull from this. So, Michael Malice, ask your friend, how many people do you think would have died from COVID if we had a complacent or a, comp a complacent, <laughs> a com competent leader like Andrew Cuomo as president? Cuomo. Fredo part duh, then run the numbers. So, and this is something I've posted a few times to the page, Statista. Please check out Statista because it shows you how death rates are below 0 0.20 now, which makes them below most seasonal. Anyway, uh, New, right. York, New York State had the second highest death rate after New Jersey. New Jersey had the highest which was funny because I, the first time I typed this up, I wrote, I switched the states out because I thought New York was the highest, but it was actually New Jersey. But it was because they put all the old folks in the, old, in the homes. Anyway, which is so obviously Trump's fault that I won't and indeed can't explain to you how 179 people per 100,000 in the U.S. population with a 350 million had that, if the U.S. population of 350 million had that rate, it would mean... 625 
or 626,500 dead. So 179 people per 100,000, if it was to equal to New York State, would mean that 626,500 people would be dead versus what the number of right. 272,000. And we're, we're counting now. Don't even... We're counting people dead with COVID because the car accidents, the heroin overdoses, all these things. Although, realistically, probably being locked down makes people do drugs. But anyway, my point right. is Well, that's that all been shown, though. Um, it, it, it's been all out in um, the CDC data, but also that redacted um, study from John Hopkins University oh, as well. Holy shit, dude. Um, that thing. Yeah, what a that shit show. Thing. That thing. So, I, yeah. I was talking to my dad about you that You want to break today. it down? I was talking to my dad okay. about that today. It was just so insane. Like, I, I'll let you break it down, but I want to I give you my input on that. I was like, how okay. crazy is it that they want to control us and want to make us scared? Because I was talking about I had gone to a gym yesterday. And no shit. They had MSNBC on, bro. On MSNBC... They had reporters in numerous states standing in front of hospitals, and they were talking about how many people had the virus. Like, they were going person to person. Could you imagine if you're so normie-pilled right now that you would see that and you would be like, oh, it's horrible, you know, with the little tickers and everything like that? Now, add to it, too. Right. Our boy Fauci said yesterday <laughs> this is the most hilarious thing our boy Fauci said yesterday that we were going to peak with the COVID on January 20th 2021 right which happens to coincide Isn't with that convenient with the inauguration. inauguration day yeah weird it's so weird <laughs> how suddenly Joe Biden's going to come in and oh you can hear the angels the the sky parts sunshine again the birds are flying around you know dogs and cats are living together out there with it (laughs) that's it man yeah the seraphim are you can see them in the cloud with their shining trumpets dude the cherubim are there you got everybody the archangels are like (laughs) we don't have to fight anymore you know man it's all good (laughs) but anyway right so i was talking to my okay, dad so the too. john hopkins stuff wait wait can i say right, one more wait, thing about that i want to just say something about that john hopkins then please go into it so what i wanted oh, yeah, to say about me. that was just that to my father is how much based upon watch that msnbc how much they want to scare us and control us about this that john hopkins which is you know top three depending on the type of thing in the country clinic research, all that type stuff, had to retract right. a story where they told the truth. How crazy is our world right now? Now talk about the truth. My brother, give me the truth. Hallelujah. Well, that study was more or less what we already know. And as we've talked about before, one, comorbidities. All right. Now, the comorbidities as listed, the ones that they specifically noted in this study over their sample size of 500,000 case data. So it essentially qualified as a meta-study. All right, so a meta-study is just a study of several studies and then parsing that data into something more digestible as opposed to looking at you know hundreds of other studies. They pulled from Australia, they pulled from Korea, well, South Korea, um, Vietnam, Japan, 
um, most of continental Europe as well, to include Italy, which is one of note. But the comorbidities that were listed is one was generalized that was old age. In other words, people above 80 years old. Right, right. which they said basically those were people who were going to die that year, they figured. Right, that were already already going to die anyway from the most benign of infections, be it staph, MRSA, um, even seasonal flu flu or pneumonia or bacterial pneumonia. These things that are real common in immunocompromised people and the elderly. Okay, so then you looked at contraction rates. Contraction rates are, again – no one can really make an assessment on that, and they even noticed noted this in the data, that even though you can say that you have X amount of people who have COVID, you can't quantify that in a meaningful sense because the vast majority of those people who have been diagnosed with it, and what I mean by vast majority here in this case is 52.3% with a plus minus of 1.3% are ace. So what, what does that mean, those numbers mean? as far as asymptomatic are concerned. It means that the vast majority of people aren't getting tested who are asymptomatic. All right, so you can't quantify those numbers in a meaningful sense by saying, okay, we have 3 million plus people have tested positive. Now for those 273,000 at this time currently, they say who've died from COVID. Uh, the last number that I looked at, specifically the one that was um, used in the John Hopkins study there that was retracted, was something like 16,000 people who could incontrovertibly be said to have died from Kamikov with no major comorbidities. And that is drastically less than even your standard seasonal flu across all yeah. age groups. Yeah. I mean, I mean it, by orders of magnitude. Okay. I mean, that's, that's insane to me. Now, then you'll get into this other thing as far as like other um, comorbidities like hypertension, obesity, um, high cholesterol, which is unhealthy cholesterol to be specific about that. Um, General laziness associated with people with the high negative cholesterol intake, um, lack of sun. And also they did make a note in that that I found interesting, but they didn't really expand upon it. But they stopped short of saying that the social isolation bit is actually compromising people's immune systems. I wish they'd expanded upon that bit more, but that seems to be kind of a truism if you pay attention to any of this stuff. Um, so I, I don't know. I know that those guys were already knew what they were doing and that they would probably get the proverbial academic pee slap for putting these actual numbers out there. And these are all licensed medical doctors and researchers, you know, so that's what we came up with. So what does these numbers all mean? When it boils down to it, 0.01923, what does that mean? That means that I have a better chance of winning the Powerball, honestly, than I do from dying of COVID as a 35-year-old healthy man. Yeah. And then especially too, you know, dude, if you take that's, if that's you take reality. you take those numbers that are elevated, whether it's from New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Michigan. Weird that we're seeing a couple of those reappear, huh? In something else. Weird. But the <laughs> isn't the, it? <laughs> the, the the governors in those states called to admit into nursing homes elderly who had the disease 
they were diagnosed with it, they were in the hospital, and they said that those people should be put right. in nursing homes. And that's where we see the preponderance of death. Right. So, I mean, like, it's, it's really basic. You put a bunch of elderly immunocompromised people together and you, you stack them on top of each other like sardines. Now, whether they died from complications regarding Kamikov or had some other various comorbidities other than just old age, I mean, because your immune system obviously starts shutting down. What do you think is going to happen? You're going to up the spread and then whatever else follows on is, of course, going to be attributed to Kamikov. And therefore, why would anybody do that? They're they're going to sit there. on that. They're going to sit there and tell us us not wearing a stupid fucking mask when we're in some places just walking outside is going to kill grandma when they're legit killing grandma for control. Yeah, isn't that the fucking irony of it, man? You know, <laughs> don't 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 have Thanksgiving, dude. Don't you're going to kill Gam Gam? Oh really? Man. Oh yeah, you know, dude. And, and the push too <laughs> now for Christmas. You know, oh, it's oh. just, it's just so annoying. It really is. And I mean, honestly, you know, you look at the guy out there in Staten Island. So he opened up. Then the cops came. The cops came. Fredo Part Deux, his his little guard came down there. The sheriffs, because it wasn't local cops. It was actually sheriffs, which is interesting, because you don't really hear about sheriffs much in New York, right? But it was sheriffs in New no, York. No, not at all. Which makes you kind of wonder what the what's going on with that. But these sheriffs go in there, and they're the ones who start shutting shit down yesterday. Well, dude is trying to get away from there, and a sheriff jumps on his vehicle, jumps on his hood. Now, he drove for about, I guess, 100 yards with the sheriff on his hood, which, I mean, what is that, right? But he's right. now they're now saying he hit the guy the guy jumped on the hood of his vehicle but of course they're saying he hit the guy because that's going to be worse of course it, but, it'll be used as a pretext to basically create make him a violent felon and lock him up and therefore ensure the destruction of his business and not only that assassinate his character completely and make him basically make a make let everybody know that if you do this, this is what we're going to do to you. You violate us. Dude, it's like that woman out in California. Do you see that? The woman who had a business where she set up outside yeah. so people could be apart. And just next to it was the studio. But she can't have her restaurant open. But the movie studio can have their little thing right next to it. And there was no distancing used in that, which I found very interesting. They had these long picnic-style tables set up and everything like that, whereas hers, her business there followed the protocol as laid out by Gavin Newsom, which is repugnant to me, you know, because I, I still think that social distancing and wearing masks is antithetical to human nature, but she complied anyway. She has mouths to feed. She has employees. But the big business movie studio sets these long tables up plainly with everything designed for people set in normal proximity to one another. And it's not just one tent, okay? There, there, there's a litany of them where you could use uh, an entire production crew plus actors plus director, whatever, for a movie set. So you're talking, you know, two, three, four hundred fucking people here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is a, all set up with these partitions out there, you know, and it's batshit. And you could see the desperation in this woman's eyes. You could feel it. It's palpable. All well, right. Dude. I mean, if you, I, I'm not a particularly emotional person, but I got a little misty eyed watching it because <laughs> what would, how would I feel in that situation? My livelihood is being stolen from me. 
Yeah. You know, and I, I, you're getting a real hard, brutal lesson in what big business takeover and government overreach is. Yeah. It's smacking you right in the mouth. Yeah. And now your mouth ain't even going to be able to have food in it. Yep. And then on top of all this, too, there is in England now they announced that I, I don't know what the level is, but there's a certain level now of people in business now. That if they're doing business, they're exempt from all the lockdown rules. Doesn't apply. What, what does that mean if they're doing business? It, well, I, you know what? I got to let, well, let me try what, to find. What, what does business constitute? I, I've got to. I, I should probably find more specifics of this because it's pretty crazy. But um, let me try to. Find now this. I know. For example, my my only point. My only point of reference for this is that I know that, like me, I, I'm I'm a roofer and carpenter, right? So, if I use public transportation, let's say I go work. <coughs> Excuse me, <coughs> Locomoco. <coughs> Fuck me, Locomoco just came up on me. Sorry about that, people. I apologize. I had a lot of jalapeno peppers and, and habaneros with this. If you know what a loco moco is, ever been to SoCal or Hawaii, you know what I'm talking about. It's delicious. Okay. No, but so my my point of reference is yeah, what I, I know I, about I know the UK is like about... me being a roofer and carpenter, it, carrying my tools on public transport. I'm subject to search at any time, and I I can't carry those things around. Okay, so those are my tools, of my trade, which include knives and you know sometimes my torch or whatever, depending on what job I'm doing. And it was like this long before the comic cough. So I can only imagine that these strictures would only get what well, restrictions should get worse using comic cough as a pretext. Now, I saw something on the news saying that you could essentially get tested in order to qualify what amounts to be a freedom pass. In other words, papers, traveling papers. All right. Okay, so is, I don't know the veracity of that claim. Okay. So this is from The Guardian. High value business travelers to be exempt from quarantine. Senior company executives among travelers set to be exempt from COVID-19 quarantine restrictions for international arrivals in England, meaning they will not have to self-isolate for up to a fortnight. <laughs> fortnight. Ooh. There you go. Fortnight. That's awesome. Yep. So, okay, so from in other Saturday, words, big, some, big corporate types. Some performing arts professionals, TV staff, and elite sports persons will also be exempt. <laughs> Oh, isn't that interesting? Oh, yeah. Why? It, it's almost as if this was predictable. It's almost as if we've been saying this stuff for, well, a long time now. Mm. Dude, I, I mean, it's seriously. It's funny to see it come reality. It, 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 it would be comical if it wasn't so damn tragic. That's what it is. And now they're writing a real fine line here, though, with these small business owners and stuff, like the case of old boy in New York and old girl out there in California. Are you creating examples or are you creating martyrs? Well, and you know, and here's that's the, thing. the fine line. Now, here's the thing, too, bro. So we had a crazy story come out, almost unbelievable, right? Let me let, let yeah. me tell you a story about a place about a town named Frankfurt, little town in Germany, little town Frankfurt on Main, Deutschland, Deutschland, um, where we're told that. There were servers, servers responsible for data, data that handled elections. Now, we do know from WikiLeaks Vault 7 
the CIA does have a location in Frankfurt. Right. Um, we're told that some special forces guys, Delta guys, CAG, went there mm-hmm. and took some casualties and did retrieve servers. We're told that by there was an interview last week, the week before. Because you know when the chat, we have a secret PBF chat, shh, um, where we were talking. <laughs> we was, do. We're we so ninja. Yeah, we're so ninja. Hi, hi, hi. What is that, Deontford? <laughs> Enter the ninja. Right, uh, right. Um, <laughs> but uh, so uh, there we're was. We're told that these, we took casualties there in Frankfurt, right? So, 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 what, so this what was an interview. Because I know. Um, the, well, this was an interview with um, General Flynn, who has been pardoned now, full pardon, which. You know, people are all right. up in arms for that. He pleaded guilty. He needs to go to prison. Um, but uh, on an episode, first interview he did on that same episode was former Air Force General McInerney claiming, claiming that, claiming this occurred. Now, it wasn't Flynn. They asked Flynn if this happened. He says, I'd rather not talk about it. That was his response. Former head of DIA. Okay. McInerney, three-star Air Force general, who every time he's interviewed likes to talk about that he ran the base where when we went after Gaddafi back in the 80s, that was his base. So he's he's got some credentials. Nevertheless, right. nevertheless, he's the one that said that this is what happened. Um, there's not a lot of proof of this. The only thing I can say for sure is yes, Vault 7 says that there's a place there that does this. And here's one thing that's interesting too. A little story I found the other day. This could be completely unrelated here, but you know what? This is speculation hour or two hours, however long we're talking. We haven't hit an hour yet. We're close. (laughs) But uh, nevertheless, nevertheless, oddly, there was a Delta guy found on Bragg on Wednesday in a remote area of Bragg. And he was found with a support guy yeah. as well. The yeah. bodies, we are told, had been there for a bit. Maybe it's related. The guy was intel. The guy that was the support guy who had a special forces background had all kinds of computer certifications. Just odd. You know, like... And we're told by an anonymous source, an anonymous official has stated that these guys might have been doing something criminal, you know? Man, you know, there's a lot of layers to that. Um, Oh, I know. I know. Totally. But I just found it. I found it interesting. You know what the time frame, you know what I mean? Because there were some people that were talking about, there was like some kind of a helicopter that went down in Egypt and people were trying to claim that was them. I'm like, nah, that doesn't match up. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's nah, just weird. That, this is, one, that, that, that doesn't jive. No, but this one's interesting because the bodies appeared to have been dead for some time. 
you know what? I well, don't know. I mean, it, it, what what does what does that mean though? Some time, you know. I mean, like hell, you know, you Could leave somebody dead for twelve hours, you know, they're <laughs> rigor mortis. If you're talking multiple weeks, then you know, you, you're you're looking at middle stage, you know, decomposition. You know, little, I, I, I would puffy. want to see coroner's reports on them. <laughs> little puffy. You know, I, I, yeah, we're well, not going to see. Well, the puffiness is starting to. You know, I mean, okay. So let, let me let me back up here. For one, McInerney. All right, he's been out of the game as far as I know since 1996. He has a computer software company or security consulting firm regarding computers, internet security, all this other stuff. He has plenty of juice. All right, now to what avail he is apprised of Delta operations, I cannot say. I have no idea. I know a lot of Raiders and, you know, counter Intel Bubba's and as tight as I am with them and have been for over a decade now, they won't even spill the beans to me when I ask. All right. I, I don't give a fuck if I, I bang their sister or something and, you know, cook dinner for the family. They're just not going to spill the gut, you know, beans like that. So I'm going to take Mick and Ernie with a sense of skepticism, but I'm not going to go ahead and outright call him a liar, somebody who's, I don't know, fame, attention-seeking. To a degree, he probably is. I don't know. So let me. But let he me, does have some credentials, and that's fine. Let, that let, goes well and good. However, with what Flynn, that's the thing that vexes me about this, is that if Flynn is willing to go ahead and align himself to any degree with Mick and Ernie. Yes. There has to be some sort of veracity to the claim because after receiving a full pardon from Trump and given his relatively recent DIA head of experience, he has to be in the know. All right, this isn't a guy who's been out of the game, you know, 24 years. This is a guy who's been mired in the thick of it all along. Well, you know, I, and when they say that he pled guilty, yes, I people don't read the court transcripts regarding this, but the way that the pardon essentially worked was is that the the, the guilty plea was coerced. Oh well, right. dude, because they, they the said way they that were going to go, works out. They were going to go after his son, and he'd spent millions of dollars, had to sell his house. He had nothing left, and then they were going to mm. go after his son. Right, he went completely destitute over defending himself, and then when it all came down to it, his family was threatened, took the plea. Yeah, you know, and that's that's about as strongest form of coercion as you can get, particularly amongst military breeds who pride themselves on loyalty and family first. Um, you know, so I mean, I, I would happily, well, I wouldn't say happily, but I would definitely take the the bullet before I let my family do it. So you here's, know what I mean? so let's so, let, so let's add a few other things to this, okay? Back on the 11th, uh, good old Veterans Day of November, Trump terminated Esper. Esper, the guy who had been kind of working against him for some time now, since the Blam Tifa right. riots kicked off. And he replaced him with Christopher Miller. Now, who's Christopher Miller? Christopher Miller's a badass Green Beret. He has now... Yep. The all of the special operations commands report directly to Christopher Miller now. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. Now, what else happened at the Pentagon? Cash Patel was moved into a position. Who's Cash Patel? Cash Patel was one of the guys with Devin Nunez who helped uncover all the spying. That was done on Trump. 
He was right. um, on the National Security Council, but now he's the chief of staff for Miller. Now we've also got Ezra Cohen Watnick. These are a lot of names you may have heard of early on, maybe not. But he he is now the new undersecretary for intelligence and security. He's been in the intelligence community for a while. He was on the National Security Council. McMaster tried to fire him, wasn't able to, but eventually did. Now, Cohen Watnick was the individual who told Devin Nunez that you need to come to the White House to review this material because it looks like they were spying on Trump. And then also, Anthony Tata has been moved in. He's a retired Army Brigadier General. And he was nominated for the job, but they withdrew it because <laughs> he said that Barack Obama <laughs> was a terrorist leader. <laughs> he tweeted oh, he, he tweeted that he tweeted that too. <laughs> but now he's in there and he's a badass too. Okay. I'm just saying right. that I don't know if this is anything. I just find this very interesting. These people are put in in the Pentagon. You know? Maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's nothing. Right. Maybe there was nothing that happened in Germany. Maybe it's a distraction. But again, Flynn has lined himself with that. Could Flynn be doing this because they screwed him over so much? Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Sure, you know, because Joe yeah. Biden was the one who suggested in the meeting the notes that just came out like over the summer to use the Logan Act against him back when he still was somewhat lucid, Joe Biden. You know, man? <laughs> well, that's debatable. I mean, when you're, you're I said stuck somewhat. in your basement doing steroids and, you know. I said somewhat, somewhat. Uh, somewhat, okay. I know, I know. Okay, so now where is this all aligned with the server, the server stuff in Germany? All right. Now, there's what I do know about Frankfurt. I've been in Frankfurt a lot. Um, you know, it, it reminds me of an old fucking Wittgenstein quote. Um, it's how he opens the Tractatus Logico Philosophicus. And he goes, Die Welt ist alles Tatsachen, excepting the world is totality of facts, not of things. All right. So, what I do know about Frankfurt is that construction is common. All right. And now I've seen some people ask about it on, you know, the Instagram or in other places or whatever. Uh, could you use construction and subways as, you know, cover for something like this? Possibly. I mean, yeah, I, it's just such a commonplace thing. And, you know, you're talking about gun battles and stuff and multiple people dying in shootouts, retrieving servers. Who are they having to shoot out with? Are they fighting the CIA? Um, That's what all indication is that it it was a shootout with the CIA is the way it seems to be reported. Right. And so that's, I, I don't know. I've, on the one hand, I would like to, you know, think that people in the area would have said something. On the other hand, I know how restrictive Germany is when it comes to digital information. Um, you know, it, it's, you think yeah, the rest dude. of the EU is bad. I mean, Germany is obscene when it comes to um, creating a very, very controlled state narrative. But see, that's the thing you know, is, so it's, it's a CIA building. It's a CIA building. Like, the Germans don't even have to know about it, realistically, because I would guarantee you, Delta knows that that's a CIA building. You know what I mean? Like, 
You don't. Of course. You, you need yeah, no they have to be apprised of safe houses and shit like that. And, and, and there's enough army bases yeah. in Germany that it's easy enough to move people in or out. Now, I'm not saying it's true. All I'm saying is that there are some plausible factors here, and especially when you've got Delta re reporting yeah. directly to the defense, the Secretary of Defense. So right, and that's that's streamlining the chain of command. And all it is, it's um, you know preventing anybody else. Um, civilian oversight and i don't want to say oversight in other words civilian interference and those of whom are could be ostensibly called a swamp from interfering or trying to bury it you know it's just streamlining a chain of command and it's a, it works off the real simple dictum of the the less complicated something is the the less likely it is to fail you know so it's just removing those layers and i understand the machinations behind it why trump would do such a thing it's actually strategically brilliant you know that's the way things should be done so i mean if he's going to go out with this whole scorched earth mentality hell the way the moves that he has been making are very much pointing to that that direction i hate that the it's finally getting to the point where we're going to drain the swamp in this manner and i don't think that we ever truly could drain the swamp and what people think of is you know, um, shooting down the global homo nonsense. But what we are seeing is the global homo nonsense fighting back vehemently. Oh, and that guy has been Trump has been being attacked at every turn by every his supporters have been silenced. You know, and it's these little psychological forms of warfare. Wear the mask, socially distance. We're not going to go ahead and publish this in the media. We're not going to allow you to talk about Hunter Biden's dick up in you know Chinese sex slaves. Um, you know, all of this and it, it, you're seeing the system fighting back against it. And to me, what that indicates is, is that he's evidently doing something right. You know, it, you wouldn't have this kind of totalitarian structure fighting back the way they are because this is the ultimate cope mode now that you see from the left where they were saying, oh, well, there's no evidence of voter fraud. Oh, okay, well, there's no wide-scale evidence of voter fraud. Oh, then there's no evidence of um, it being systemic. And now you're seeing people getting really angry um, across all forms of media, like, oh, well, damn, Trump actually can win this because they don't they don't know what, how the, the Constitution works, evidently. Oh, dude, well, and then and plus you, you Alito today, Alito today, basically the way he set it up that uh, – Pennsylvania has a very short time to respond about some of the things to the Supreme Court because he's been on Pennsylvania for a while for everything. Now, he had originally set it for the ninth, but right. he shifted it back to the eighth, which is that, that fail-safe type thing. I forget exactly what it's called. Um, oh, the safe harbor law. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's, he has set that up. I mean, honestly, man, I'm going to say something here, and I'm probably going to piss some people off. That's okay. I've done it before. But I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I am, because of what I have seen from these people in our government and the fraud that they've gone to, the lengths that they've gone to to commit fraud, that I hesitate. <laughs> I don't really care how far he takes it. I don't care how far he Neither takes it. I really, really don't at this point because these people are dead set on destroying this country. They're dead set on opening up our borders and letting everyone in. They're dead set on getting back into that uh, Pacific free trade deal 
that we would basically make us subservient oh, yeah, to trans- China. Yeah, the Transatlantic or trans- yep, Trans-Pacific Partnership. Yeah, Trans-Pacific yeah. Partnership. Yeah, the TPP. That was uh, Obama's um, essentially, as NAFTA was to Clinton in the 90s, TPP would be to China, to Obama. I mean, like that, that's what it would be. It's essentially NAFTA for China. That's what the TPP is. And, you know, like the, you just had the Senate sell us out on tech, too. They opened back up the H-1B visas. You had a judge just rule DACA stuff. Let's open that back up. You know what, dude? All of these institutions are saying, fuck you to us. I'm ready to say, fuck you back to them. I don't care. Because you know what? You're going to destroy all of our lives and our families. I'm, I, I want to rip the Band-Aid off. That's what I want to do. Let's just fucking rip it off and let's go all in. That's where we're at now, honestly. That's what's going to have to happen. And I'm real hesitant on saying that, but I never thought it would come to this point. No, but, but they've, they've shown it. You know, everything that they've shown. Everything that they've shown. And we know for damn sure Biden gets in office. He said, we're just going to make you put the mask on for 100 days. What, just like 14 days, 15 days to flatten the curve. You, you can only blow that smoke but, you up know, and, so much. It, it, Right. And then there's also this other thing that I've sometimes been really stuck in my craw for about a week now where I've seen certain airlines saying that they won't allow people to travel unless (laughs) they had these vaccination papers. Yeah. All right. And how how wide scale that's going to become. And I then saw the stuff that's happening in the UK where they're saying, okay, well, you know, we're going to allow certain people to travel if they're high value. And, you know, you get your freedom pass. That's what I'm calling it. I don't know what the, the Brits are calling it. They probably call it, you know, rinky dink paper bong bong time. I don't fucking know. But what it, I, I can't get out of my head. What I, all I could think about was people having to carry their papers around in East Germany. Yeah. You know, where you could be yeah, stopped dude. at any time whatsoever. Let us see your papers. Let us see your yeah. traveling papers. Yep. Um, that's all I could get at it. That's, I, that's what's stuck in my head. And <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm not going to live in East Germany, bro. I don't care what I have to do. I, you know, I'd rather die a free man. Right, man. Rather, There's no way you're not making on, me do that. Die on my feet than live on my knees. You know, that's, that's straight out, dude. I'm not capitulating in that sense. You're not yeah. going to shoot me up. I, man, I, you know how much, how much bullshit the military shot us up with and we still oh, don't yeah. know what it's done to us? Oh, dude, and I, and I remember, too, man, <laughs> some of the guys that um, I was dealing with that had come out of the first Gulf War, you know, years later, like, these guys were so messed up, you know, like, because they got injected with some, like, really weird early anthrax-type vaccinations and some stuff, like, these were Corman were telling me. They were like, I don't even know what they shot us up with. Like, as soon as they told us we were going over there, they just started sticking us with stuff, and they didn't even say what it was. So just on that note, yep. that's all. And then, oh, and, and that was that fact check. Did you post that up to the page? I know you've been doing that. Um, which the, one? Well, there was the thing where Snopes proved that, or disproved, Snopes, <laughs> Snopes disproved that uh, the vaccine could make women sterile. 
and uh oh no that wasn't me um i i tend not to go after snopes because it's low-hanging fruit uh, i mean it is run by a bunch of sex fetishists and degenerates and you know people living in basements so i, I generally not don't even waste my time with them <laughs> sounds like pbf <laughs> <laughs> right hey no fuck that i, I, I i'm not a degenerate anymore i'm reformed and i have my own house so i'm good <laughs> I'm a reformed degenerate, man, and this is why I have the authority to speak on degeneracy, and so too do you, you former degenerate punk rocker. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, no, it's it's one of those things. I love going after USA Today because that one um, I posted up something not too long ago where they were talking about the the eagle being used on some Trump merchandise. And oh, related yeah. it to Hitler's um, <laughs> eagle and all of that. And then they came back with inconclusive. And then like the third postscript that they added to it was like, oh, it's inconclusive at this time. After Dude. acknowledging it's been a long symbol, you know, of the United States long before the, the, the Nazi usage of it. And then they come back with the third postscript is inconclusive. I was like, man, these people are idiots dude like what what's funny <laughs> too, you know to say it's so dumb what's funny too is these people like the fact checking is just such a hilarious thing because i mean dude we post something and it gets fact checked now it's just hilarious how that has like stepped up big time but think about the ideology of all the people that support this fact checking type thing you know dude it's the lefties type stuff things like that and many of them have sympathies for communist soviet ideals but if do these fact checkers think that they would have been working at pravda or Izvestia over in uh the soviet union and they'd be fact checking how many people died in the gulags and you know you know what that you know what that, that would have ended them up in one of those little rooms that's got a slanted floor on it so that as soon as they got the bullet to the head that the blood would just spill down so they could kill the next person in line that's where those people would have ended up and they may now, too, with the way things are headed. Well, and that's that's the hilarious thing about the hilarious irony where these uh, champagne socialists and champagne communists go out here and they, they say, oh, well, I'm fighting for the oppressed and the marginalized and all this. The, the proletariat, you know who the proletariat are? It's the working class. It's people like me. All right, I'm the roofer. I'm the construction worker. Those are the people who, during the uprising, will lock you into a room and storm your house in the middle of the night, actually eat the rich, drag you into a room, blow your brains out in front of your children, and then send them to re-education camps. That's the reality. Maybe. Maybe. They might kill the kids, too. Maybe. Yeah. It just depends on whether the kid can be trained or not. That's yep. exactly what happened during the Bolshevik re Revolution. Same thing that happened exactly in Cambodia. Same thing that happened in China. It's a repeating yep. story that this time they'll get it right. <laughs> you know, uh, you know dude, we're idiots, dude. And so, like, I, I don't, I don't know where we go. You know, honestly, so man, anyway, yeah, I'm becoming, I'm, I'm, I'm really becoming <laughs> more. I'm not gonna lie, I'm this election has made me more black pilled. You know, man, because a lot of truth <sighs> has been shown, and it's a lot of ugly truth, and. What's funny is the simultaneous, the acting that we're seeing, especially the acting that we're seeing from the so-called people on the right, you know, the, the representatives of the right, the people saying he should just concede. You know what? I'm glad he didn't concede. I'm damn glad he hasn't conceded because you know what? Yeah, Richard Nixon did. 
And even though he knew he'd been cheated there in Illinois, he did concede because he thought it was for the better of this country. Well, I'm sorry. Him conceding, mean it means the country's going to get a lot worse with all these people and all the shit that they plan on doing. Right. And to me, an act of concession, knowing what he knew and what all of, all of us knew, would fly in the face of any integrity or so-called training the swamp. Okay. No, you got to fight for what you fucking believe in. And now I, I don't necessarily respect a lot of ideas, but the only way I could relate to it is related to people is, is that I have, a, I, I got shit for this on PBF years ago when I wrote about it, but I have a lot of respect for the Taliban as one fighting man to another. I have a hell of a lot of respect, especially for their machine gunners. As one fighting man to another, I can find myself sitting down and drinking tea with them yeah. and bullshitting, eating some non bread and drinking chai now, because I respect people with principles who are willing to fight for them. Now, and not now, ISIS. for done breaking bread, not we're going to go back to yeah. fighting. Not, 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 not ISIS. Right. No, that's a vastly different thing. Yep. There's yeah. no shit trying to start holy war. That's a caliphate. Yeah. You know, that, that's a vastly different thing. But from my experience in Afghanistan, that's what I would relate it to. And now, shit, dude, if Trump how, had capitulated how, how, and rolled over, that means that he had no principles to begin with. He's not willing to fight to begin with. And so how can I trust him with a second presidential term if he's not willing to fight? Yeah. Mitt Romney didn't in 2012, even despite all the crazy ass injections that happened of uh, 13,000 in Pennsylvania over several incidences. Uh, I'm sorry, of uh, Philadelphia specifically, another 28,000 in Pittsburgh, another inexplicable 32,000 in fucking Michigan. I mean – he was going to win it in a fucking route anyway. But Mitt Romney, he was so intent on preserving his seat at the table that he didn't bother questioning it. You know, and that's that's the thing has too. been his his, his his source all along. But see, you don't have to worry about that with Trump, though, because he already had his own table. He already had his own meal card. He already had all this before coming in. That's why he upsets the system so much. Yeah. He doesn't rely upon it. Yeah. He's not a product of it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know, I, I cut you off a few times there, man. But no, no, no. Dude, I had the thoughts good. in my head. I was like, I better get them out before I forget. <laughs> no, dude. You know, it's interesting too. something that I saw the other day because you were talking about the working class and everything like that. And it was absolutely hilarious. Our good old girl, AOC, getting on her high, oh, yeah. high ivory tower horse, whatever. And uh, she she was talking about <laughs> this was, dude, seriously, I, I was laughing at it because it was so ridiculous. And I'm going to paraphrase it, but she was talking about how hard her life had been as a waitress and how hard it had been working doubles as a waitress. And I just laughed and laughed because she was saying how Republicans have no idea what that means. And with the way things have shifted and in, in the, the alignment of parties right now, Many Republicans are people who are, run small businesses, which means their ability to work doubles or nonstop. And how many times you – I know I – I remember there was one time, man, where I was working three different jobs at one time, you know? And yeah, I was trying I to, And I was trying to go to school. And, I mean, pff, bro, it's, it's, it's rough. But it just – it was just so funny, like, how out of touch, you know, this crazy woman is. She's just so crazy. She's so crazy, but – you know, they're so out of touch, and they, she sees herself as somebody working for the working class, just like Antifa does, when really they're fighting for 
Jeff Bezos. They're fighting for Microsoft Bill, you know? <laughs> well, that was the craziest thing about the AOC stuff. Um, I posted up something here the other day about her selling these T-shirts and sweaters. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> sweaters like going for like 58 Yeah, I know, dude. $58, dude. And I went and checked. I checked the website. And then I started going back through archive and um, checking the, the sales figures about what sold out first. Double XL women's, small <laughs> men's. That's what sold out first. Cat women and cat so, men. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. And cat so I, after and I, got, I got my screen grabs. <laughs> I, I, I posted it up and it's just the irony and the whole time I was, you know, posting that up and putting this together, all I could think about was what you were talking about was her billing herself as being of the working class. And then I recalled a live stream that she did on Instagram in which she was confused by a garbage disposal in a sink asking for help. <laughs> well, you know what, dude, if you just stick, your, if you just stick your hand on it, stick your hand down there, move it around a little bit, flip that switch while your hand's down there, everything's good. Yeah, straight up, like, 80s horror, man. I mean, like, I, it is so stupid, and I'm like, man, you know, people actually voted for her. Now, when she, actually, when she first got elected, okay, she was essentially running unopposed in a district of only, like, 14,600 people. Um, so whether or not it had been a small district or a large district, she was basically running unopposed and became somewhat of a celebrity by selling herself as being of the working class and being a young member, Hispanic or whatever, what have you, the usual dude, buzzwords that you're going to see from the, the, the leftist. Dude, when she speaks Spanish, it's oh, so Oh, dude, cringe. it's so bad. It's so, it's so bad. It's so, <laughs> lo siento, so bad, lo siento dude. muchísimo. I'm white as fuck and my native language is Swedish, dude. My Spanish is better than yours, man. What the hell, man? You know, what the fuck is this patronizing? <laughs> it's, it's patronizing to me. But dude, dude, it's like it's you know only, only in the sense that I grew up in Hispanic and black communities, dude. I'm like, man, my boy Gilly, he's half a town. And half fucking half Mexican. His mom is from Oaxaca, you know. And he doesn't speak Oaxacan or Mexican. His Spanish sucks. Okay, he's not Mexican. Don't speak Mexican, boy. But it's patronizing even to him. And he's an avowed Democrat. He's my, been my best friend for 24 years. And it's patronizing even to him. Alone the Latin X nonsense. But selling yourself as being of the working class and talking about doubles. <laughs> Motherfucker, I get up at five o'clock in the morning and sometimes work till eleven o'clock at night. Roofing, dude. All right. dude. I'm, I'm from Sweden, dude. <laughs> dude, you know what I like to That's call Latinx. Work, I like to call Latinx. I like to call it Latinx. 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 <laughs> I hate that nonsense. You know, and I, I put that up on PBF a couple of times too. Where you know, because we, we shout out to Sergio from Vasco Tactical is my dude for like five years. Man, I love that guy. But even you know, a lot of my friends are back and they see that, and they're like, "What the hell are these people talking about, dude?" <laughs> like, oh, yeah, what, no. what is that? Uh, it's, so, it's just white people making stuff up for the oppressed people, because the the white people, the white people got it all figured out. But dude, you know what it reminds me of too? Right. You know what it reminds me of? You remember when Hillary, when she went down to that black city, she's like, I have been to the top of the mountain. I have seen. You know, have you seen that video? 
It's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, it's yeah. So where she's crazy. trying to channel. Uh, where she's trying to channel. She's trying to. Ch- Handle Sharpton or something there. Yeah. <laughs> and she did another thing, like at a chicken wing out in South Carolina. She's like, I always keep, she tries to put on a, a Southern swang, yeah. you know, a Southern twang, you know, and having a, a Rockefeller New York liberal put on a Southern swang is probably one of the most cringe things ever. But she's like, I always keep bottles of hot sauce in my purse. Hell yeah. And I was like, what Hell the yeah. fuck? Dude, who's going to fall for that? <laughs> What the fuck is that, dude? You know, and it's, it's this performative nonsense, man. I mean, and so we've gone so far beyond the pale of performative theatrics. I remember when saying binders full of women are going during a campaign rally would get you so marginalized in the media that you're not going to win an election over a gaffe like that. But you have Trump. I'm not sorry. Not that Trump. Um, Biden, who is this sundown geriatric gaff by, and you expect me to believe that he won the national popular vote by only winning 16.7% of all counties in the U.S., which is 300 plus less than Obama fucking won. And he won those by 10 million votes. And some people will conjecture. They'll say, okay, well, people have moved and these are urban areas. Um, And then you have the people who have come of age in these intervening four years. Okay, and then plus record turnouts, and I'm like, okay, that's a fair point. Now, let's look at the inverse. How many people have died? How many people have changed party allegiances? The data right now shows that Trump's support among minorities to include black, Hispanic, Asians are up exponentially. Um, Support among white males is down 3%. Um, Okay, but you win the largest minority vote since 1960, and that isn't going to compensate and plus, he won 10 more million votes this time around mm-hmm. than he did in the 2016 election. Well, you want me to ele- say that this guy, this geriatric yeah. racist, yeah, this geriatric gaffbot racist, vowed idiot who was m- driven out of the primaries in 2008 for calling Obama a nice, clean black man who is well articulated, was ran out of the primaries for that. Yep. Has exceeded Obama's records by 11 million? No way. There's no way, dude. I, I'm. I, I, you could give me all of Hunter Biden's crack, and I'm still not going to believe that shit. <laughs> I mean, there ain't no way. There ain't no way, man. I, you got to be out here smoking up Peru, dude, and I'm not going to believe that. Well, That's dude, insane. you know what's so funny, too, though, is to see the AP and all the media in concert with one another. Like, that one Saturday where they declared him the winner – that was insane, dude. And then, mm-hmm. and then they had video of Kamala because we have to say it Kamala because if we say Kamala, that's racist. We're told now we have to say Kamala. I, <laughs> you know what I it reminds it was Kamala, me of? like the wrestler. You know, you know what it reminds me of. Also, I, I have to. I just thought of this. Did you ever watch uh, Private Parts? Howard Stern. Oh, yeah, for sure. I saw it in the theaters with my brother, man. You know, when it was like, WNBC, WNBC, pig vomit, (laughs) pig vomit, making us say, Kamala. But anyway, so she calls up, she she calls up Sleepy Joe, uh, and we've won, we've won. After the media declared it, like, it's so coordinated what they did. Like, the whole Wag the Dog movie is 100% true now. I'm, I have no doubt about it. Like, any questions i have about it they make the news but then they have they had that stupid thing on the stage and then they even brought hunter out after he was done smoking some crack and banging whores 
they had him come out on stage and and hug his dad for winning. I mean, dude, it was just it, it's such contrived bullshit. And then it was a bunch of jeeps there, like it was a jeep advertisement. It was all brand new jeeps, honking horns. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> It's so performative. You know, I, I was flipping through the channels the other night when I turned on TV. And uh, trust me, there's a point to why I'm saying this. It is that <laughs> I just so happened to come across, I, I just came across wrestling right now. I used to love so-called professional wrestling growing up. I loved Sting and The Undertaker and The Road Warrior and stuff. But what you saw in the audience was a bunch of individual television screens. Um, kind of like a black year episode um specifically that episode where i don't know if you've seen it but there are these people who live underground and they ride these bikes for social currency that they can use to buy things to consume but they're riding um bikes kind of like a spin class to generate electricity oh, yeah. for yeah and they're watching the stuff on elite. tv they're, they're they've got like those screens too yeah. in there. yeah 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 Right, and they have their little doppelgangers that they buy online, and then you look into the audience of the show that they're on, and everybody's doppelgangers are there. And that's what I saw on, what is it, Friday Night Smackdown or whatever. And I was like, what the hell, dude? Like, it was unnerving. I took some pictures of it. I was like, this is fucking freaky, dude. <laughs> and seeing that extend out even further into your so-called representatives who are holding Jeep adverts upon proclamation of winning, even though that's not how the constitution works, people went with it blindly. Yeah. Well, because right. That is the thing. The media has dictated the narrative. Yeah, the whole man. constitutional fucking process has been usurped and outsourced just like free speech has. The media has been the, the, the complicit in the whole thing. You know, that's that's nonsensical. And I, I see it even in um, foreign media as well, like Al Jazeera and, uh, you know, BBC in India, BBC Africa. I follow all these pages just to kind of, you know, keep a beat on what they're doing. But they're they're reporting the exact same things universally across the board with uh, California's confirmation was one that I saw the other day from Al Jazeera where they're like, oh, well, you know, with California's um, confirmation of their vote, that's 33, that pushes Biden over the edge. There's, <laughs> he's indisputably going to be the next United States president. Yeah. What the hell was that? Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, dude, it's... Predictably way... enough, I went and checked. I went and checked. The, the Syrians were going off in the comment section, by the way. <laughs> so, <laughs> that says anything to you. <laughs> the army of Assad is here. <laughs> right. Uh, dude. It was nonsense, bro. Yeah, dude. I mean, and, oh, and, and people... I don't know, bro. You know, people a lot of times ask us... Um, I think we should wrap this up here shortly, man. Um, but... Uh, you know, people ask me what I think is going to happen. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I, I really, at this point, dude, it's too crazy right now. There's so many things up in the air from all of these states. I mean, it, what really gets me too, dude, is, is how these states and companies are trying to refuse having an audit of these things. You know, like, I always love, too, people like, well, they did a recount, and the recount had 
these numbers, you know, like, well, it gave more votes to Biden. Ha ha. And it's like, okay, but a recount isn't an audit, you know, and there's different levels of audit. Yeah, those are vastly different things. But that's what people yeah, think. Signature audit. Um, people think that a, that they think mm-hmm. that a recount is an audit. And it's like, no, it's not. You're just you're taking the same shit and you're kind of running it through the system again. Oh, look at the numbers. That's right. the numbers. See, it, that? See that? Oh, ooh, same thing. <laughs> it, it would be the exact same thing. Like, let's say that you're a stripper and you're sexy, and I like seeing you dance for me. I do. Which is true I am. For you. I do love it. Yes, shaking that ass. Shaking and that I gave ass. you one hundred. I gave you one hundred one dollar bills. Now, I ask you to recount them several times. Let's use Georgia as an example. I. I plead for you to recount those as your meth head boyfriend <laughs> recount them 100 times because we're in the trailer and i want to i want to fix man i want a quarter g shot <laughs> i want you to recount them 100 times over and over and over again finally on the sixth time you acknowledge it okay you recount them that's a hundred dollars okay i say hey man you know that chick sheila who works down at the gas station has she has one of those little uh uv scanners let's see if these are real and you say no Okay, so we still have $100 here, but we don't know how many are fake. Yeah. That's the difference between a recount and an audit. Yeah. All right, and I don't understand why this is such a damn hard concept for motherfuckers to grasp. You know, like, what's so damn difficult about that? If it was about your money in your pocketbook, you would care. Yeah. Arguably, you should care about it more because it's your vote. And if well, we that's don't, votes don't mean anything, exactly. then there's nothing to fight for. It, uh, it undermines the whole... But the whole idea behind our republic, not a democracy, which I hate seeing bandied about in the media because we do not <laughs> live in a democracy. The Greeks found out very unceremoniously that this does not work. A pure democracy is a farce, which is why our republic and our constitution is designed the way that it is, is to prevent mob rule. So to see people buy into this blindly with this basic lack of third grade understanding of civics – if a motherfucker whose second language is English and came to this country in 1992 and had to learn to assimilate because I didn't want to be aligned with Russians in any way because that was very much a real thing when I was a kid. Uh, you know, if I know this, then why don't you? There's no excuse for it, especially when you're running around with a pocket computer. There's well, no damn excuse for it. Yeah, but It's unacceptable. Yeah, but dude, but that's a whole other discussion there too. I mean – it goes back to some of the things we talked about. Like people have been intentionally misdirected. And and you know one of the big things too, dude, is how social media has fed people's egos. You know, selfies, all those things like that. You've created a group of narcissists who don't have to learn but think they have learned. Do you know what I mean? Right. No, absolutely. No, I, I fully agree. And they, they consider themselves prematurely enlightened. Yeah. Uh, well, not prematurely. Uh, they, they consider themselves enlightened as though they have a premium upon some grand understanding because the echo chamber validates them. Now, there have been a lot of times on PBF and some that we go well out of our way to do is that if we have to make a correction, we won't delete the post. We'll straight out tell people what we did wrong or where our numbers or you know, skewed or erred. And if we're making an opinion, you know, clearly delineate that from fact. 
And that, that's the difference between us and a lot of people. And I find it highly disconcerting that the American populace has had this implicit trust in the media because that was a bedrock of, well, the, the formation of this country was getting things out through the newspaper, the free flow of information, um, to have that weaponized against them and then to have the populace themselves be convinced that it is implicitly true no matter what they are told by the media. USA Today, the New York Times, if it comes from the Times, it has to be true, right? It comes from the LA Times, it has to be true. They surely wouldn't tell you anything false, would they? No, they wouldn't because that's a bedrock and cornerstone of our of our country is the free flow of information and dialogue. This has been weaponized against us, that trust. Mm-hmm. And that's what people are failing to see. It's the Ike Turner syndrome, man. You know, he he has to love me, right? He wants me to make good mm-hmm. records. It doesn't matter that he beat my ass 14 times in the studio recording Nutbush City Limits. We know that they lie to us. My black eyes and big sunglasses don't tell a story. No, 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 no. He has to love me. It's this beaten spouse syndrome that the American public has with their relationship towards the media. And seeing it weaponized against the populace. And I don't know what I'm more heartbroken about is the fact that it exists in the first place or that the people are accepting of it, that they're okay with the Stockholm syndrome and can acknowledge it, but still let it happen. Yeah. But dude, think of how many people stay in stupid relationships. You know what I mean? Like they're conditioned for this. Right. That's exactly it. And it all kind of harkens back to what we were talking about earlier with the Karunka and, you know, keeping people, you know, silenced online, keep them silenced in real life, keep them distanced in real life, keep them fearful, convince them that it was for their own safety and for their own good all along. It's right out of the damn Army Small Wars manual about to how to foment a damn insurrection. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it it's happening right here on our soil. And, you know, something's going to it's going to have to give. One way or another, it's going to give. It would be at a soft coup or a, a passive civil war. And it's not a movie in that sense that where people think a civil war or a coup d'etat happens, like where you're going to have Jim Bob, you know, wrestling Jamal in the mud somewhere. That's not what we're looking at right here. We're in a cultural civil war. We have been for a long time. Um, something very much which we've been on the forefront of for the better part of a decade. So what's going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. No, nah, dude, cuz you so, know what, dude? I mean, because because the the directions are so volatile right now. I can see things that and, and as I said earlier, they have set it up so that a lot of people are going to be unwilling to accept the legitimacy of a Biden president. And I think that's basically what I've tried to lay out here. And the level at which they have set that up is on par to what I've seen in civil conflicts in other countries, analyzing it with the way things are going. Because they went out of their way to delegitimize Trump so much, they called Trump supporters Nazis. And you've got people, you've got people, AOC and her bunch, putting together a list of people that were in the Trump administration. And trying to put another yeah, list so of people, people that people that even donated to Trump. They're trying to put lists together. Yeah, community sponsored voluntary Stasi. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. A Google, you know, a and Go- Google Doc Stasi. Uh, 
Yeah, that's 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 exactly what it is. And, you know, it's also very, very subtle and subversive in the way that you just did it right there. And you didn't even realize it. We both have done it during our conversation here. We both said Trump supporters instead of Republicans or conservatives. Well, there's a difference, though. There is a difference. Right. Apparently there is. You know, and whereas we can make the demarcation between rhinos or Tea Party jihadists or fucking, you know, Trump supporters or something like that. No, no, no. It's become so ingratiated into our culture. And I've written about this before is that people will use it as an insult just casually. I see this all the time online. I'm a denizen of the Internet, man. I'm, I'm a child of the digital empire. And this is used as a term of derision. You know, if you disagree with somebody, oh, you must be a Trump supporter. And it's just stated so flippantly, so casually. <laughs> Anything right of Marx at this point, you're a Trump supporter. Holy shit. And now that serves as a de facto way of marginalizing you and separating you from the rest of society or be it online or in real life. Mm -hmm. It's psychological warfare. Well, and then you're basically you're telling the people you're telling the people you've already lost. So you back people into the corner. Mm -hmm. You back people into the corner. You tell them they can't get jobs. You yeah. starve people. Yeah, you can't. You can't apply your trade because you're 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 a Trump supporter. Yep. Starve them out until they comply. And what you end up getting though too. Yeah. Because unless you're going to come at them really hard, and start throwing them in camps, because if you don't, they're going to start coming at you. Because people are desperate. Yeah. People are fucking desperate. And what they're, and they're building, only going to get more desperate, yep. and that's. Yep, and that, that's again that rise that line like what we were talking about with the small business owners. They're towing a real fine line right now, particularly after almost a year of lockdowns. And what even even the Democrats themselves, more than half of them, believe that there was election fraud on a wide scale. All right, and that's coming not only from Rasmussen, but also from AP, which is saying something because they might accidentally stumble upon integrity once in a while, much like the BBC. <laughs> Or much like John Hopkins. Um, <laughs> right, or John Hopkins, right? Um, so you're writing a real fine line here about creating martyrs or creating examples. Yep. The real question is, what distinguishes the two? A lack of compliance creates a martyr. Well, An dude, example is created by everybody else complying. Well, dude, I mean, we're already starting to have in cities like the roving little street battles, too, are kicking in. Because there was somebody that fired a gun up in uh, Olympia, Washington yesterday. And it was from somebody from the right fired at a Antifa dude. Because, I mean, you're seeing real brawls now, too, because, like, the people on the right now, they're not going out there just to try to protest that. They're going out there to fight with the Antifa people now. You know what I mean? There's a difference. Whereas before, yeah. they wanted to have peaceful protests. Now they're willing to go out there and they want to go head to head. It's really weird to watch too, dude. Like you watch these people, um, you know, you see a lot of red hats from the right. And then you see the, like the people all decked out in black. And it's just so dehumanizing. Uh, you know, it's another layer of that, like with the masks you must wear or the cockroach right. milk you must drink the dehumanization rituals these people are doing it to themselves you know volunteering themselves for it yeah because they're convinced that it's there it's a good idea for them it's this i mean like how many sf dudes that we know that have literally been part of fomenting insurrections and coup d'etats 
right? And I've read the Army Small Wars manual. I've I've been in Afghanistan during the elections. I've been in fucking Haiti. I've been in a lot of shitball countries. I've been to fucking Liberia and I've been to Egypt and Somalia. I, I have a pretty good baseline on how this shit works. Um, so it's like I I never thought that we'd see it in our country. You, you know, know what, dude? Just like every 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 parent thinks their their crow is the blackest, right? Every kid, every parent thinks their kid is the smartest, the fastest, the strongest, and you know whatever, what have you. Maybe perhaps that we've been naive in the way that we viewed our own country, saying that it can never happen here because nobody ever wants to think that we're going to be the dog that shits in our own yard. So it's going to be a stranger. No, it turns out that it was us all along. Well, you know what, man? You know what it feels like too. I was talking to somebody else about this. And uh, it's almost as if everything that we did overseas was a testing ground for trying shit out here at home. That's how it feels in a lot of ways now. It does. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think about like, okay, like with the biometrics and shit. Okay, they, they have um, hide systems and bat systems. And what these are, you could take, uh, well, there's a hide and a seek and a bat. Okay, so now you take, I fucking, I don't know, it's been almost 10 years since I've used one of these things, but you could take a small thing out and it basically kind of looks like one of those old school viewfinders that you used to get back in the 80s. Those are and pretty you sweet could use it to scan 3D. people's. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you could use this thing to scan people's fingerprints and take retinal scans of them i know that i'm in the system because i tested it on myself all right and then you use a seek um s-e-e-k and that's a way of consolidating information further and then you upload it to the bat and the bat b-a-t goes into the dia database which cia nsa all has fucking access to all right and this is their way of us recording biometrics on you know, known terrorists and shit like that. All right. Now what happens when that's implemented here in the United States? I mean, because it already de facto has been at your local level. I mean, your local police departments um, take palm swipes of everybody, DNA swipes of everybody. If you get arrested on a fucking misdemeanor, you held anything. They can fucking swab your fucking cheek, have DNA. And then you're, you're getting blades of your hands fucking printed. So the basic principles are already there you know um snowden fucking pointed to this to this this whole database and it's like well fuck you know it is a proving ground we showed that the technology mm -hmm. can work in austere conditions now what happens is is that we, we, were, we were sort of testing and it reminds me of something that we talked about back in june where i had put forth a theory that using face masks were a way of testing facial recognition software by using partial images. Do you think I was really that far off when I said that back in June? Yeah, I don't know. You know, man, it's entirely plausible, man. There's just so many fucking things right now. And I don't think so. You know, I mean, we're getting kind of dark here, brother. I don't, I don't know. Man. No, I know, dude. You know what, dude? And I'll be honest with you and I'll be honest with the audience. That's been part of the reason, too, why it's been kind of hard for me to do these podcasts because, you know, in addition to being burned out, I know that my head on a lot of this stuff that a lot of people want to hear about, it's not in a good place. You know, man? 
and I'm not going to bullshit you because that's part of that's part of us. You know, man, like that's yeah. our, our rawness has been part of what makes PBF who we are. But part of that rawness means we're going to be honest about this. And, you know, whether or not you guys want to hear this, you know, I know for me, man, I'm kind of blackpilled right now about this stuff. I am too, you know, and I, I just try to, you know, whenever we finish podcasts and stuff and just kind of like do our parting thoughts, you know, I, I, I kind of just take the mentality of like I tell everybody, man, you know, all you can do is right now improve your local community, you know, be good in your own community and be the change that you want to see. Well, you know, what? And that's where it that? starts. It starts at the grassroots organic level. You know what I'll add to that at- is fucking resist. Resist the bullshit. Resist the people trying to control you. Resist the people trying to isolate you. Resist the people trying to d- destroy your psyche. Because when they do that, they're going to make you easier. Absolutely. To you know? like. Absolutely. Don't, as, as the great poet, <laughs> public enemy <laughs> said, don't. Don't don't believe the hype. <laughs> Straight out, brother. Straight out, man. Right on, you know, man. So, all right. I don't know. What do you think? You want to cut it now? Yeah, we're about a we're at about a buck forty five now. So, let's cut it. Cool. Word. Hey guys. <laughs> right, well, I thanks for you, thanks for uh, checking us out. We'll be doing some more. You know, sorry if it's too black pilled for some of you, but this is PBF and this is the way we roll. Word life. All right. This is Romeo One Oscar <laughs> with my boy Lucky, and we are out.